you will go with me to Acts 2. I love how God ministered to me this message. And I hope he encourages you as much as he encouraged me with this message. Acts 2 verse 22. Peter speaking after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God. Notice, a man. A man. Approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. There's so much in that verse. Jesus, who was a God, became a man. And God did the miracles through him. Jesus said several times in the book of John, I can do nothing. That's what I spoke about last week. God can do, if Jesus could do nothing, it was the Father working through him. He said, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him, Jesus, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. That determinate counsel means deliberate plan of God. And that fore, uh, foreknowledge of God means pre-arranged, pre-arranged. Everything that Jesus walked through was pre-arranged. There were no surprises, none. There were no surprises with Jesus. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen to him, and he knew when it was going to happen. Turn with me to Job. And while I read this, I'm going to ask you, do you got the courage to read the Word of God? Do you have the courage? And like I like to say, do you got the guts? You got the guts to believe what this Bible says. Jesus said the word of God cannot be broken. That's Jesus that said that. Jesus said the word of God cannot be broken. You know, Jesus never broke it. He walked it. Now, Job, the book of Job chapter 1, verse 6. The word of God cannot be broken. It is true. It has been refined. Everything we read in this book is truth. The book of Job, verse 6, chapter 1. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, that's Yahweh, Jehovah, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? You mean the two talk? It said, Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Boy, he set Job up, didn't he? He said, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? You read those words? Look at them. This is Satan talking to God. And he said, Hast not thou made a hedge about him? and about his house, and about all that he has on every side. And thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Why was Job in security? Because God had a hedge about him. Amen. Why was Job blessed? Because God blessed him. And you know what Satan's saying here? I can't touch him. Do you see what Satan's saying? I can't touch him. Let's go on. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said to Satan, thank you, Lord. The Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth not thine hand. Do you see what God did right there? God said, God dropped the hedge. 
He dropped the hedge, but he knew exactly how far that hedge was going to go. Satan could only go as far as the, the father dropped the hedge. And he said, the Lord said to him, behold, all that he has is in thy power. Only upon himself put forth thine thine hand. You can't touch his body. You can't touch his body, but you can touch everything else. Now look in these ensuing words what Satan was able to do. This will open some of our eyes. It says, verse 13, And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the elder brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, and they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Do you see what happened? A group of people came in, took all the animals. Who did it? Satan. The hedge was down. Satan could get in and he could get to the animals. And he did. He wasted no time. He said, and you know what? He made sure one escaped to go back to talk to Job. He said, and while he was yet speaking, verse 16... There came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone escaped to tell thee. The fire of God. You know what? There was an article not too long ago that lightning hit a whole herd of antelope in in the northern uh, tundra, and all of them died. You know what? What did it here? Satan. The hedge was down. Satan could get in, and he did. He did. He killed them all, then he made sure one could escape. He said in verse 17, and why he was yet speaking, there came another and said the Chaldeans made three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away, yeah, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone escaped alone to tell thee. Satan got a hold of the Chaldeans. The Satan got a hold of the Chaldeans. And he said, 18, and while I was yet speaking, There came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they were dead. A great wind. You know, God is not always the one that causes the storm. You hear that? God is not always the one that causes the storm. Here, Satan did. And he killed everybody in the house. You know why? The hedge was down. The hedge was down. Satan couldn't do a thing about Job. Couldn't touch him until God pulled down the hedge. Isn't that wonderful news? It will be. It said, and then Job arose, verse 20, rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And he said, naked I came out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return hither. The Lord gave. And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're not done. Verse chapter 2. Verse 1. Again, there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. He said, Yea, all that a man has he will give for his life. 
But put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. But save his life. Do you hear what God did? Go ahead and touch his body, but you can't kill him. You can't kill him. Do you see the almightiness of God? Do you see the control that God has over Satan? Why are we so afraid of Satan? He can only do what the Father lets him do. Now, go with me to chapter 7, the book of John. You are going to find our almighty God, how he worked with Jesus. Verse, uh, chap, uh, John chapter 7, verse 30. It says, and then they saw, uh, let's go up a little bit further. Let's go to um, verse 27. Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knows whence he is. And they were in Jerusalem talking. And Jesus cried in the temple as he taught, saying, you both know me, and you know whence I am. Amen. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he sent me. Jesus is saying, the Father sent me. And now look. And then they sought to take Jesus. Oh, they wanted to kill him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted this man out. And he said, but then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him. Why? Why couldn't they touch him? Because his hour was not yet come. Do you see? They wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to take him, but they couldn't. They couldn't. Why? They couldn't take Jesus because the hedge was up. Because God wouldn't let him. God would not let them. Go with me to John 9. I'm going to begin in verse 4. Jesus is speaking. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. And then he said, the night cometh when no man can work. No man. No man. You know, Jesus was a man. Amen. Jesus was a man here. And he's saying, there is coming an hour, folks. I'm not going to be able to work. I'm not going to be able to work. Jesus knew what was coming, and he knew he was okay until that time came. He knew that God was going to keep him till that time. Jesus said, there is an hour coming, but I'm okay now. Turn with me to John 13. Verse 26. Jesus, it's, uh, they, are at the, they are at the Passover dinner. They are at the Passover dinner. Jesus is looking at the cross. He hasn't been in the garden yet, but he knows this is the night. He told them all, oh, this night, folks, this night, tonight, this is the day. This Amen. is when I'm going to the cross. And look at that. It says, um, it says, verse 26, and Jesus answered. And they asked Jesus, they said, who's going to betray you? You know, I love when the disciples said this. They said, which one of us is going to betray you? Do you know after walking with Jesus for three and a half years, they knew anything was possible. They knew inside them anything was possible. They said, which one of us is going to do it? Amen. And Jesus answered him. He said, he it is to whom I give the sop when I have dipped it. And when he dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And look at what happens. Look at what happens here. It says, and after the sop, Satan entered into Judas. Satan entered into Judas. Amen. Satan himself enters into one of Jesus' disciples. One that walked with Jesus for three and a half years. Satan entered into him. You know what happens here? 
down comes the hedge. Down comes the hedge. This was predetermined by God. And we see right here, the hedge is coming down. Satan enters in to Judas. Now, turn with me to Luke 22. Amen. Jesus goes to the garden. You know, it's an amazing thing about the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was in a great war in the Garden of Gethsemane, but it was not with Satan. If you read it, the war in the Garden of Gethsemane was not with Satan. It was with Jesus' own soul. He had to get himself ready for the cross. You know what? If you read these words, God would not let them come and get Jesus. I love this. God, the Father, Jehovah, would not let Satan come and get Jesus until Jesus was ready to go. Amen. Do you hear those wonderful words? Jesus, a man, fighting in the garden, getting his flesh ready to go to the cross because he knew what was going to happen on that cross. He knew what was going to happen to him, and at first he didn't want to go. And he prayed in that garden three hours, agony, blood, as if sweat, Amen. as if blood coming off of him. Why? Getting his soul in line. And God so loved us and loved Jesus, he made sure that Satan could not come and get him, could not arrest him until Jesus Amen. was ready. Thank you. And when Jesus was ready, when Jesus was ready, he said, I'm ready. He said, now, now. And then that is when Judas, with Satan in him, showed up. Now, Luke 22, verse 52. And then Jesus said to the chief priests and captains of the temple and the elders, then there they were with him, Be you come out as against a thief. You see, he's now ready to go. And Jesus said, Be you as come out against a thief with swords and staves. He said, When I was daily with you in the temple, I was every day in the temple, and you stretched no hands against me. Why could they not touch him in the temple? Oh, they sent officers after him more than once. They sent men to hide, to, be, to, to try to trick him so they could arrest him. They tried time and time again to get him, but they couldn't get him. Why? God had a hedge around him. God had that hedge around him. Amen. Do you know God has a hedge around you? Amen. All right. He said, when I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hands against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. This is your hour and the power of darkness. The hedge is down now. The father dropped the hedge. Now Satan could get in. But you know what the wonderful thing is? Satan could only do what the father would let him do. You know, Satan wasn't stupid, folks. Satan's not a dumb man. If he could have done it, he'd have killed Jesus long before the cross. Long before the cross. Amen. Why? Because then the whole human race would have died. Amen. The whole human race would have been his, but God would not let him. God would not let him. Now, go with me. To I want you to go with me to Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 53. Amen. I want to show you one thing. It, oh, no, I'm sorry. Go with, go with me to John 19. Forgive Amen. me. John 19, Jesus in front of Pilate. He said, then Pilate therefore heard them saying that he, he was oh. Let's start to go over to verse 7. The Jews answered Pilate and said, We have a law, and by our law Jesus ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Then Pilate heard, was more afraid, and they, uh, verse 9, and went again into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. 
And then Pilate said to Jesus, Speaketh thou not unto me? He said, Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee, and I have power to release thee? This is what Jesus knew. He said, Jesus answered him, Thou could have no power. No power. Do you hear that? Satan's trying to kill me. Do you hear what these words said? Jesus said, Thou could have no power at all. At all. Against me, except it were given to thee from above. Jesus knew that God pulled down the hedge so Satan could get at Jesus. Jesus knew it was God's determined plan that this all be done. Jesus knew he was going to come before the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus knew he was going to be smited. Jesus knew that he was going to the cross. Jesus knew he was going to be in front of Pilate. Was he afraid? Maybe. But he knew. He knew who was the Almighty. And he knew who was going to walk him through it. Now go with me to Isaiah 53. I want to make sure that you know one thing. God dropped the hedge. Absolutely. God dropped the hedge. And he did it. Why did he do it? Why did he let Satan get at Jesus? Why did he let Satan get that much at Jesus? It says it in John 3, 16. For God so loved you. For God so loved you. He dropped the hedge on Jesus. For God so loved you. There was only one man. One man that was going to be able to save humanity. One man that was going to be able to do this. One man that was going to be able to look death in the face. One man that was going to go to hell for the human race. Only one man could do it, and it was Jesus. And God dropped the hedge. God let Satan after him. But he still, one thing I want you to see in Isaiah, verse 53, verse 6. It says, all we like sheep have gone astray. And we have all turned everyone to his own way. But I want you to see this with your eyes. But the Lord laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. It wasn't the devil that put our sin on Jesus. Do you see that? The word of God is truth. Satan didn't do this to Jesus. The father did. The father put your sin on Jesus. The Father laid your iniquity on Jesus. Everything you've done, the Father put on Jesus. Why did the Father do it? For you. For you. The Father put your sin on Jesus because there was only one man that was going to be able to pay for it and get out of hell. Only one. Only one. And I want you to know this. When you get to heaven, Judas will not be there. Judas will not be there. Judas will be in the lowest hell, and he will not ever come out. You don't want to be a Judas, folks. You don't want to be a Judas. There's a time you need to keep your mouth shut for your own good. Jesus, the Father laid your iniquity on Jesus, and he did it because only one man could save you. Only one man could pay for your sin and get out of hell. Only one, and it was Jesus. And he did it as a man, and Satan got at him, and God let Satan go at him, and Jesus let Satan come at him. He knew he was coming, and he was thankful, and he said on the cross, after he did everything that he was supposed to do on the cross, with Satan trying to kill him, Jesus held to it, held his faith, 
kept him alive. His faith kept him alive. And when everything was done that he needed to do on the cross, he said, it's finished. It's finished. And he committed his spirit and his soul to the Father, and he went to hell for you and I. And he paid for our sin in hell. And the third day, the third day, the Father was satisfied with what Jesus did for us. And he raised Jesus and us from the dead. He gave us back everything that Adam took from us. Jesus himself and the Father raising Jesus from the dead gave you back everything you lost in Adam if you can believe. That none of this will happen to you until you are born again. Jesus said himself, you must be born again. Your church didn't say it. Your pastor didn't say it. Jesus said it. You must be born again. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.